Blow and the Doctor. Hey Who fans, this is the Big Blue Box Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me and this is episode 12. Yes, episode 12. I always forget the episode. I haven't even done that many episodes and uh, already I'm forgetting what episode we're on. It's crazy. But anyway, this is episode 12 and this is going to be um, predominantly about Into the Dalek. I hope you guys have been enjoying the, uh, the first couple of episodes of series 8 so far. It's been very cool. Uh, thanks once again to uh, Adam from the Geeks Handbag, who joined me on last uh, on the last episode to talk about uh, Deep Breath. Uh, that was very kind of him, and I got some uh, some really good feedback from you guys. So I uh, really appreciate that. And in today's show, we're going to change the format up a little bit, like I did last time. And I think I'm going to stick with this one while um, Series Eight is going. So I'm still going to do the news roundup, and instead of um, uh, Tardis talking in retrospect, so I'm just going to go into the review of the current episode, which is Into the Dalek in this case. Uh, so I think that would be quite cool because it's all about um, Capaldi and Series 8 at the moment. So I thought it'd be cool to dedicate a chunk of time to that, seeing as that's what's uh, buzzing around who at the moment. So without further ado, let's crack on with the news. Uh, so first up, um, which has only been released in the last couple of days actually, is uh, Mr. Capaldi, um, who normally receives um, a few awards for his acting and, uh, well, for his acting, <laughs> um, has received an award for his personality, uh, GQTV Personality of the Year apparently, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, not often you see uh, stars of Doctor Who uh, winning kind of really popular modern uh, awards like this normally they go down as kind of drama awards or TV TV picks awards or whatever they call it so for somebody uh, to be pulled out um, from Doctor Who which is normally viewed as a bit geeky a bit nerdy um, to win something like GQ is very very cool and uh, a much deserved because he's a really nice guy and I think since uh, since he took over the role of the Doctor and he's been in the public eye so much and he's done a billion interviews and and all that kind of stuff. I think it's very cool that that that's been recognised, and his his very cool, comedic yet serious and very knowledgeable personality about all things TV, and obviously Doctor Who has come through, and he's been awarded for that. So, fair play. And what's an, another nice touch as well? It was awarded to him. The award was given to him by uh, Jenna Coleman, which is nice. And uh, there's obviously a lot of chemistry, very good chemistry between those guys. So when you see Stuff like that happen off the screen as well as on screen. That's that's always cool. So fair play to Mr. Capaldi. Another step, uh, another notch. Um, you know his his popularity. Not as not just a doctor, but him as a person and an actor has has, has gone up a notch, which is great. And I think I think if you speak to anybody around uh, Doctor Who at the moment, any Doctor Who fans or people that have been into the show for a while, or maybe have dipped out of it and want to come back into it and so on they will you know the the thought that's echoed around the internet and and twitter very much at the moment is how is how good peter capaldi is as a doctor but also just how much of a nice guy uh, he looks off screen 
so when you've seen him in these interviews and um, uh, extras behind the scenes that the BBC have put out and so on, he really does look like such a cool guy. And even though he's like the oldest, the oldest actor uh, to play the Doctor, which a lot of people think William Hartnell was, but William Hartnell just looked a lot older. But uh, Capaldi is, you know, officially the oldest actor to take on the role. He he he's got so much youth and youthfulness and playfulness and you know just excitement about the whole show and stuff. It really does, it really does uh, come through, especially when he has those little funny zany moments uh, in the show. So that's very cool. Um, GQ TV personality of the year, Mr. Capaldi. Very cool. Uh, next up, um, you guys who have ordered the uh, 50th anniversary special box sets, either on Blu-ray or DVD from the BBC shop, uh, you have probably received an email. I know I did uh, earlier in the week. I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday, to say that they had been dispatched. And I originally I thought, well, this is going to be a, a quite a bit earlier because I thought that they were going to be out on the 9th. I think it was the 9th or the 10th of September, something like that. Uh, but I got an email through to say that um, they'd been dispatched. I got really excited and I was like, well, it's going to be here pretty soon because I've ordered a ton of stuff from the BBC shop before and it's always turned up maybe two days, possibly three days after I've had my dispatch email. Um, but I just wanted to um, just reassure you guys, if you have had that email from the BBC shop but you haven't received your um, your anniversary uh, set yet although we're approaching the end of the week it's now i'm recording this on thursday evening the 4th of september although we're now we're at the end of the week um the bbc have actually offloaded all of the pre-orders to the couriers but they've given them strict instructions not to deliver these packages until at the earliest tomorrow so if you've had the email out already and you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, has it been lost in the post? You know, it's taken quite a while since I had my dispatch confirmation and stuff like that. All it is, is the uh, they've just been a bit um, preempt, you know, they've preempted the the rush, if you like, because um, I think they've pretty much sold most of these, um, these box sets and stuff. So I think they just wanted to make sure that the couriers had them early. And But I think their system, from what I gather anyway, their uh, warehouse or pick-in or dispatch system, whatever, kicks out an email automatically when it gets loaded onto a courier of some kind. So I think that's what it is. But anyway, the the the, the anniversary box set itself looks just fantastic. I know there's been some there's been a little bit of grumblings around uh, on Twitter that I've seen where people have not decided not to go for it because it's potentially not that great value for money. Um which I totally disagree with to be honest with you. I thought before they launched this, I thought because we knew it was coming, there has been you know, some write-ups about this stuff and, you know, we've, we've seen bits and pieces like this before. But we actually did know this one was coming. And before it was announced officially, I I imagine this to be around the £50 mark. Um, and when it when it was released and it was, I think the Blu-ray, I think I paid, was it £37 or £35 even? And the DVD, I think, is... 29 pounds or 28 something like that anyway i thought that's really i thought that was really good value because you're getting you know so much cool stuff in it i mean some of the extras are great the um the day of the doctor um uh, you know all that stuff that's like the, the something of the doctor so the paul mcgann stuff um you get in the five doc the five-ish doctors reboot which is awesome you get in the proms loads of cool stuff and um 
and the actual packaging itself looks really nice as well. I really like how they've done the the kind of Gallifrey and symbols on this wooden box kind of thing. It looks really cool. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to do um, I've got a load of stuff here uh, on the on the subject of like merchandise and stuff like that. I've got a load of Who stuff recently, um, which I haven't actually done reviews for, but I'm thinking of possibly doing some video reviews for that. So uh, they're coming up, or they'll just be just blog posts on the website. So I'll keep you guys informed on that. But I'll definitely put a review of this one up pretty soon because uh, I think it's going to be a really, really cool set. So I think some people might get them tomorrow, Friday the 5th of September, whereas other people, it might come through um, possibly next week, Monday. Maybe even, I don't know. But yeah, the BBC have sent them out already. If you've pre-ordered from the BBC shop, it's on its way to you because they've all been sent out. If you've ordered them from somewhere like Amazon or Zavi or wherever it is, I can't comment on that because, yeah, I don't know. So 50th anniversary box set on its way. Yay. And uh, next bit of news. This one is, um, it's this one's one of those things where there's been a rumor kicking around on the internet for a little bit and then somebody comments on it and then you know it just gets kicked to the ground and you know everybody can just relax uh, for listeners out there who really don't like Stephen Moffat uh, this was potentially very good news for you guys because he's he's been saying for a while that he's written a chunk of stuff already for um, series nine but there's been no talk whatsoever of anything past that point for Stephen Moffat. So it was kind of in the pipeline that he would step down and be replaced by somebody else. So those those guys, I mean, the the amount of people that I follow on Twitter that absolutely hate Stephen Moffat for some, I don't, I don't know where the, so much hatred has come from, but for you guys that were really hoping for him to, to be replaced, this rumour would have made you really happy, but then literally within the last, I think it's day or two, or in the last few days, um, this rumour has been quashed, so you're going to have to put up with him for a bit longer maybe. Uh, but there was, um, like I said, there was some rumours going around for a while that he was going to be replaced after season, maybe after season eight, but definitely after season nine. And you guys may know this name, uh, a guy called Philip Morris, who is kind of commander-in-chief of recovering the missing episodes of Doctor Who. He actually um, public, publicly said that Stephen Moffat would be replaced and his replacement would be a guy called uh, Anthony Horowitz. And everybody jumped up on this and said, yay, this is great news for Doctor Who because Stephen Moffat's going and blah, blah, blah and X, Y, Z. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I was not really feeling either way about it, really. Um, I, I for the For the most part, I enjoy Stephen's... Stephen Moffat's writing, I enjoy what he's done for the show, for the most part. Don't get me wrong, there are certain things that he's done that, you know, have not sat pretty with me. There are certain things that he's done that I feel I felt have been unnecessary and have been like wasted storylines and stuff like that. But on the whole, you know, it's Doctor Who has been pretty good. I mean, see your season Oh God. Every <laughs> every episode I've said season. I'm going to have to put a pound in the jar again. Bloody hell. Right. Since series five, which in my opinion was one of the best um, series that has been written since Moffat took over, 
we haven't really had it that bad, have we, in terms of Doctor Who writing? We've had some dodgy episodes. It's been up and down a little bit. And even though for me personally, uh, my my favourite um, era of Doctor Who since it came back is still the Russell T Davis stuff, I really enjoy some of the episodes with Matt Smith that Stephen Moffat's wrote. And, you know, just for him to be bashed and slated and stuff, you know, it's a bit... I've said this before many times. I'm pretty sure that all of the uh, Doctor Who fans that are directing all their hatred and bashing Stephen Moffat all the time, I'm pretty sure they'd be more pissed off if Doctor Who was just cancelled and wasn't on the TV anymore. I'm pretty sure they'd have something to say about it then. So, you know, I think it's... I think we should cut the guy a little bit of slack and realise that he's done some good things for the show. Anyway, this guy, uh, Anthony Horowitz, was supposedly, um, you know, this guy, Philip Morris, said that he was definitely going to take over from Moffat. So although Moffat has apparently put down quite a large chunk of material for season nine already, because he's been on, he's actually quoted saying that he's already worked out the cliffhanger and, you know, nobody's going to see it coming and stuff like that. There's been absolutely no chit-chat whatsoever about Series 10. So anything past Series 9 hasn't got Stephen Moffat's name on it. So it's potentially open for debate whether he'll step down, whether he'll move on, and who's going to replace him. Nobody really knows. But the guy who Philip Morris claims is going to take over, Anthony Horowitz, he has actually come out now on Twitter and said, no, not going to be me. I deny that. Don't know what, don't know what that's about. So whether that's a little bit of publicity, I'm not too sure. Whether the, whether the guy is taken over but he can't say anything yet because he's bound to secrecy, I don't know. Um, but it would be a slightly, a slightly odd choice, I will be honest with you. Um, Anthony Horowitz has done mainly kind of very serious um, crime, mostly crime dramas and stuff for TV. Uh, things like Midsummer Murders. Um, murder most horrid foils war which, you know very and some other crime things as well so he hasn't really done any sci-fi as such he hasn't really hasn't really dipped his toe in the water to do much tv in that genre with doctor who that's not to say that he would be bad at the job or anything like that but you'd expect somebody especially as the showrunner somebody that's going to take over and put the show in a new direction and push it forward you'd expect them to at least have some experience with that genre on tv so like TV, sci-fi and whatever you like. So yeah, Anthony Horowitz, for me, I, I, I mean, I, I hadn't really heard it. I'd heard the name um, before, but I hadn't really, you know, I, I had to look him up online to, to see what he was about and stuff. Um, but one interesting fact uh, is that he, he directed um, some shows for one of my uh, favourite uh, TV shows that was on donkeys years ago uh, called Robin of Sherwood I don't know if you guys remember that I think it was back in the 80s the late 80s or early 90s something like that and uh, it was one of my fave shows I love I really love that show and um, kind of a um, kind of a weird link because next week's uh, sorry or this week's uh, episode of Doctor Who is Robot of Sherwood so that's kind of weird but anyway that's not going to happen and we don't know if Moffat is going to be replaced and who is going to step into his shoes any answers on a postcard let us know why don't you tell me who you think should take over why don't you just fire me a tweet at big blue box pcast just let me know who you think should take over any good suggestions we'll um i'll ring up my guys at the bbc and let them know cool 
And last bit of news, and not really kind of a news thing, but I thought this was worth mentioning. And that is the convention, uh, some cool conventions coming up, um, which is going to feature a load of um, cast from, from, from Who, old and new. And this isn't a specific Doctor Who convention. This is just a generic sci-fi movies and TVs convention. You've probably heard of them before. They're run by a company called Showmasters, and they they do things like Collectomania, Comic-Con, and all that kind of stuff. But there's two um, conventions coming up uh, later in the year, um, and they they feature some, some very cool uh, Doctor Who peeps. And these, um, these ones... These conventions run by showmasters are very cool because they're typically either free entry or it's only a, I think it's like a fiver maximum uh, on the door. And then when you get in, you've got free reign to look around. Um, yeah, so free reign to go around all the stalls. There's, there's normally like hundreds or, well, that's probably over-exaggeration. There's, there's quite a few um, stalls because they have like big arenas and... Um, yeah, you can. They've always got loads of cool merchandise, like loads of Doctor Who collectibles and merchandise and stuff. But you can also um, uh, pay a bit of dosh and have uh, a signed picture and a sometimes uh, a photo uh, with stars that are there. And they're there most of the day. You just queue up, pay your dosh. And those of you that have been to conventions, you know the joy, know how this works. But if you haven't been to a convention before, uh, it's really good. Get yourself over there. You essentially just mix and mingle with other. Uh, fans, um, there's loads of really cool cosplayers there, loads of good costumes. Um, but for me, I really enjoy just walking the floor. I really enjoy just walking around, looking at all the cosplayers, checking out all the stuff that's on the stalls because you can find some really good stuff there. They've got um, they've got people selling uh, brand new stuff that you would potentially find online on the BBC shop or Amazon. And, but they've also got some older collectible stuff as well, things that you might have seen online maybe a few years ago and missed it. Um, I remember being at a convention last year or the year before and finding a couple of really cool Doctor Who notepads that um, I wanted to pick up at the time but didn't and they got discontinued, but I got them um, a Doctor Who wallet. I think I picked up a couple of Star Wars T-shirts, um, things that I'd seen online um, which I didn't get around to ordering or I just forgot at the time. And then when I wanted to get them, they've been discontinued, but I found them there. So there's some really cool stuff. Anyway, there's two conventions uh, that I want to mention. The first one is the uh, Winter London Film and Comic Con. And this is in London. This is Earl's Court 2. And it's on Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th of October. So not too long to wait. Um, but they have got a few cool um, people there from... Uh, from some classic who we've got John John how do you say his surname is it Levine yes must be yeah so got John Levine Fraser Hines Wendy Padbury Nicola Bryan and Mr Colin Baker so you'll be able to meet all of those guys there if you so please um, but there'll be loads of other cool Doctor Who stuff going on as well so that's that's uh, Winter London Film and Comic Con Earl's Court 2 in October and the second one is in Cardiff, so Cardiff Comic Con, run by the same people, Showmasters, and it's at the Motor Point Arena on Saturday the 8th and Sunday the 9th of November. So this would be a cool one to tie in with the Doctor Who experience if you wanted to do the whole uh, Doctor Who weekend and go and visit some of the locations 
um, where they've filmed either Who or Torchwood, whatever. And yeah, so I, that that'd be ideal for me. And I'm thinking of doing this as well because the Doctor Who experience would have been updated by that point. So I, I, I think I'm right in saying that they would have got rid of the the Matt Smith kind of interactive intro part to it, and has been replaced with. I'm I'm guessing and assuming that it's going to be replaced with some piece of Capaldi footage and that sort of thing. I don't really know. I haven't really seen anything about it yet. I think it's being done at some point this month in September. Yeah, so I think I remember seeing an email from the guys who run the tickets for that to say, if you wanted to see the Matt Smith stuff, you'll have to go before a certain date. And I think it's some point this month. So anyway, get yourself over to Cardiff. I mean, even the trip to Cardiff alone is worth it because it's such a great town. It's a really cool city, a lovely place. And if you can do what would be ideal for you is to go and do Comic-Con on Saturday the 8th of November and then do the Doctor Who experience the next day on the Sunday. And I can tell you, Cardiff will be really buzzing that weekend because um, you always get loads of cool fans and stuff going to the experience anyway because it's a, it's around the Bay Area. And you've got like the big Torchwood um, entrance and all that kind of stuff. It's just really cool. But if you couple that with the Cardiff Comic Con, you're going to have loads of cool stuff going on, loads of cool people. Anyway, people that are going to be at this one, you've got Louise Jameson, Bonnie Langford, uh, John Levine again. You've got Noel Clark, aka Mickey, and you've got Sylvester McCoy. Now they haven't re- they haven't announced all of the guests um, for this one just yet, um, but they normally put them all on there like within like a few days of each other. So you go onto the site and refresh it, and then all of a sudden you've got um, what was ten guests announced. You've now got like twenty five, and normally um, Colin Baker gets around to a lot of these conventions. He loves doing these. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be another couple of Doctor Who people named uh, extra names on this list as well uh, before the convention. So if you just do a search for online, if you just do a search for Collector Mania, because um, that seems to bring you in on the portal, um, or if you just do a direct search for um, London Film and Comic Con or Cardiff Comic Con, you'll find it and just keep updated on there what's going on. But I promise you, it will be a really, I mean, the winter London one. Um, that'll be quite cool, and I'm pretty sure they're going to put another couple of people on there as well. Um, but for me, the Cardiff one will be awesome. So um, it might be cool actually to arrange maybe a, maybe a meetup of some sort. Um, if you guys are up for it, we, maybe we could do a, a Doctor Who weekend in November. So let me know if you're up for that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Cardiff uh, Comic Con. And that wraps up the news, and uh, now we're just going to go straight into our our review uh, segment, which is going to be for Into the Dalek. Into the Dalek, episode two of series eight. Um, first impressions, uh, I thought it was on a very similar level to Deep Breath, if I'm honest with you. And um, I've, I kind of chatted with some people uh, online about this uh, over the last uh, few days. And I find that, well, I found that the my kind of review and my thoughts on um, the Doctor 
and the episode because it seems to be a, that's quite the thing to do at the moment where people when they're reviewing these uh, these new episodes um, for the first two anyway it's a case of they're kind of splitting their review into two they've got their review of uh, the episode and then their review of Peter Capaldi as the doctor so I'm that's what I did for for deep breath in the last episode so I think I'm going to stick with that that formula it's working quite well and um so yeah so first impressions I really really liked it I, I I'm really liking this new direction where they're taking the doctor and it just feels I mean before I dive too much into the story and stuff just very top line it just feels different it feels like a much needed change is upon us and it also feels like um it feels like we're being we're being taken more we're being taken on a journey with the doctor you know we're kind of it's one of those things i think it's just because the first couple of episodes have been very well written around the doctor's new character new character no he's the same character isn't he that's worded wrong i think because the journey has now been <laughs> taken around this new persona if you like of the character um and because with the previous doctors we've very much been it's been a case of we're we're looking well to me anyway it feels very much like we've looked we've looked outwards inwards to the to the doctor who stories and episodes whereas this one it feels like we're being taken along with the doctor because he's playing the part so well and i think it's been written so well for him it feels like we're you know we're we're doing this journey with him so in very similar respect to deep breath i thought this was a very similar ilk in that the the peter capaldi was was absolutely great in it and the episode was okay so it's it's the same for deep breath i thought the episode was okay it wasn't amazing the same with this one it wasn't amazing but it was good it was okay and uh, also i we have to, we have to mention clara again she was really i'm really i think this is a general consensus really that clara is i don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's been really emphasised within the direction or the writing for her, or if Jenna Coleman has just um, taken it upon herself to really put more into the character, I'm not sure, or a combination of the two, but she's really upped her game in terms of um, putting her emotion through and her acting and stuff, and she's done another cracking episode. I really enjoy Clara in this one. And, um, yeah, I thought that I thought that once again it was it was down to her to kind of save the doctor and save the day a little bit rather than the other way around uh, which I really like I I like that about Clara and I've just got this really horrible feeling that she's not going to be around for much longer I've got a very I don't know I've just got this feeling in the pit of my stomach that this is going to be the last season that we're going to see um Clara so I think that she's really putting everything into it and rightly so so let's move on to the episode itself. Um, we've seen a new character in this one, uh, which is uh, a guy called uh, Danny Pink. Oh, Clara, um, you've not met Danny Pink yet. Uh, new fella, Mass. Danny. Clara Oswald. Hey. English. Hey, nice to meet you. You too. Want to watch yourself around him? Bit of a lady killer. Heard always denies it. I am not a lady killer. See what I mean? Oh, Beth, can I have a word? Danny Pink. Yeah, it's an interesting character because he was very 
very subtly introduced, I found. He was um he he wasn't kind of in your face, you know, this is the new guy, this is the new character. And yeah, I'm not sure what to think of him at the moment. He's obviously got some some quite dark history going on. He's obviously got some some further issues there that we that I'm sure are going to come to light over the coming coming series. But I'm not sure I'm not sure what his role is going to be, whether he's going to be some kind of companion figure, because we've seen that many times on Doctor Who in the past, where the Doctor's obviously had two companions with him at times. And, yeah, I mean, there's there, there were two main points that stuck in my mind after I watched the episode. Well, actually, there was three where it concerns Danny Pink. The first one was, is is it going to be a bit of a copy formula where where we saw... Mickey and Rose because Mickey did turn up quite frequently and travel with the Doctor and Rose on a few episodes and he did play although he was like not really looked upon favorably by the Doctor he did play the companion role quite a few times alongside Rose so I'm just worried are we going to have a bit of a a bit of a, a samey situation there where Clara's going to be Taking the lead like Rose did, and then this Danny guy is just going to be along for the ride. I'm not. I'm, I'm hoping they don't do that because obviously that's been done before. Uh, the second thing was: is the is there a significance with his surname? Um, because one of the soldiers on the uh, on the ship, actually further down into the story, was um, another colour as well. So we've got Danny Pink, and the soldier I think was something blue. So is there some significance there? Are the colours um, relevant in some way? I'm not really sure, but yeah, not yeah. That, that might be a little bit more thought needed on that and maybe we'll see something materialise through that. And the third thing was, is there, was there something quite literal um, about that introduction to him? Um, because they kind of, they seem to, it was only literally for half a second, but they seem to, linger and put a little bit of extra space and a bit of emphasis around the phrase lady killer now is there some is there some is there something important about that is that is that linked to his darker past or i mean obviously doctor who i don't think is going to go too dark i'm not i'm not in any way insinuating that he's some kind of serial killer or some kind of rapist or or anything like that at all i don't want you to think that i've you know, that I'm thinking along those lines. But is there something significant in that sentence? You know, because they did repeat that and they did they did pause just very, very slightly just around that that phrase and and that question. So there are a few you know, I I think that I think the way that they've introduced Danny Pink is very, very good because it has left me with some questions that I've thought about and that's exactly what you want from a Doctor Who episode. You want to be left thinking about stuff. You want to be left you know, you want to think about, you don't just want to sit there mindlessly just, you know, looking at your phone while you're watching the episode and not really paying attention. You want to come away from it thinking, well, why did he say that? Um, you know, what was the deal there and stuff like that. So I quite like that and I'm looking forward to how they develop his character and um, whether he's going to be a companion or maybe some kind of foe, maybe some kind of enemy that they've, they've slyly written in. I'm not too sure. Um and the so the episode itself you know 
it was don't get me wrong it was it was good the, the only thing that i found about it was i found it to be a tad on the predictable side it wasn't very it wasn't very hard to realize what was going to come around the corner and the actual idea of you know people being shrunk down and then put inside you know that idea has been done a couple of times in some big classic movies and it, it does work very well i do i do like that stuff it's very it's you know it's pure sci-fi um but the thing is with this is I found it to be very predictable. That's the only word I can describe about it, really. I mean, I like how I like the, for the most part, I like the production value. It was done quite well, with the exception of some, some maybe dodgy CG and stuff like that. It was done fairly well, but I found that the thing with, I mean, when at the very beginning when he, the Doctor said, you know, introduces Clara to this Dalek, and he's like, you know you know a dialect that's turned good and you know he can't resist you know stuff like that you you knew that at some point that that wasn't going to last there was no way that this dialect was going to remain good you know it just wasn't going to happen so you knew you knew the outcome you also knew that clara was going to have to was going to have to rein the doctor in a little bit and potentially save the day as well which he ended up doing and you also knew that some of the soldiers were going to die which he ended up doing and you also knew that even even though the Dalek even though the Dalek did once the doctor had repaired his radiation leak and that he turned back to being a normal Dalek, you knew that the doctor would somehow have to convince him, you know, convince this Dalek to you know, to bring him round, you know, to stop him, you know, doing whatever. You saw that coming as well. And uh so that's that's the main thing for me. I kind of I kind of saw these things. I this makes me sound like a right, you know. I'm not trying to come across as a complete no. It really isn't like that at all. I, I honestly saw these things coming, and I've spoken to a couple of people on Twitter, and they said the same thing. It's like, yeah, we've seen this whole idea before. We've seen, you know, we've seen what happened. So it isn't just me. We, you know, we did see these things coming. But there were some things that I really did like about this episode that stood out for me. One was the the actual the idea of exploring the inner workings of a Dalek, because all we've seen so far is uh, like the top part of the, the Dalek, you know, armoured case revealed to see the Dalek itself sitting inside. We had no idea of what was going on. I mean, I've got a T-shirt, which is like a Haynes manual thing, which kind of uh, has got like a cross dissect of the Dalek stuff like that. But you don't know how accurate those things are. But when you see, like, when you when they were shrunk down and they were travelling through the corridors of the Dalek and stuff like that, uh, you kind of saw um, how things work and the antibodies and all that kind of stuff. That was quite cool. Um, but one thing that I didn't notice until I until I watched Adam's uh, the Geek's Handbag uh, review on his YouTube channel, when he said that the corridors that they were travelling down um, inside the Dalek looked like. Um, exactly the same corridors that they used in the Matt Smith stuff. They were just redressed. I didn't notice that until I watched it the second time. But I think he's right. I think the um, I think those corridors have been reused before. Those sets have been reused in, in previous episodes. They've just changed the uh, changed the styling and stuff. So that's interesting. And uh, yeah, so the I re I really enjoyed the um, that aspect of it. I also really liked. Um, how they played the, you know, how the doc, how they played the doctors, um, almost like a, a kind of uh, to in and throwing, 
uh, kind of personality in this one where on one hand you could see that he was genuinely interested and genuinely um, uh, really wanted to help this Dalek really really wanted to find out you know what was the cause of it you know how does he repair him how does he how does he how does he get him back on track and on the other hand you saw this very defeatist kind of you know yeah I wanted to find out but you know, now that he's gone bad again, I'm I'm not really bothered. We're all going to die anyway, sort of thing. I really like that kind of uh, question and answer kind of personality. Where on one hand he's got this going on, and on the other hand, and it, this is where Clara comes in, and she's such a key character because although the Doctor is, he's, he seems to be firing on all cylinders now. You know, he's now that he's fully into his regeneration. You know, that's gone and done, and he's his own man. You know, he's still very much. I think he still needs his handheld um, quite a bit. And there are some really nice um, little interactions between the Doctor and Clara as well. Um, when he's introducing Clara uh, to the Dalek, uh, I thought that was um, a, a really kind of, you know, just the way that he delivers dialogue. Peter Capaldi is so good. And he's got this very serious yet very humorous way of delivering stuff as well. I think that, that, that's a really, and that adds to the chemistry between them, those two as well. That was quick. This is Gun Girl. She's got a gun and she's a girl. This is the sort of boss one here. The same one as before. Yes. I think he's probably her uncle, but they made that up to pass the time while they were talking. This is Clara, not my assistant. She's uh, some other world. I'm his carer. Yeah, my carer. She cares, so I don't have to. Doctor. Hello again. Will you help me? Dalek so damaged it's turned good. Morality is malfunction. How do I resist? That's so cool at the end there. I really love how he delivers that line. He's got this this kind of cheeky look over towards Clara as if like, you know me. But even though he's like this incarnation of the Doctor, he's got that very kind of, you know how this works. You know what's going to happen now. This is all going to get crazy. So I really, I really like that. Those little... It happened in Deep Breath as well, where the Doctor and Clara just had these little 30-second, 45-second little conversations which were which were important, direct, yet they were funny. And it really adds to the chemistry of those, so I, I really enjoyed that. And um, some other little standout bits. I, I love the nickname. I love the nickname Rusty. I think that's cool. In a very similar ilk to the way that uh, Matt Smith called the Cyberman head handles. I thought that was very... I thought that was quite cute, actually. I, I mean, I like I like that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, this Doctor calling this one Rusty, I thought that was a really nice little touch. And um, and then just to kind of finish off this story, I mean, I like how I like how the, the Dalek was looking inside uh, the Doctor's um, feelings or his, or his thoughts, if you like. And I like how it starts off with the Doctor just being this real kind of you know, portraying this beauty of the universe kind of thing, you know, because with this uh, this Dalek Rusty saying that he'd witnessed the birth of a star, you know, and and being witness to something as beautiful as that, he sees, he he, he also sees that within the Doctor, you know, and, and you think to yourself, yeah, this is, this is what Doctor Who's all about. And then literally within a split second, it turns really dark. And then you see like the darker side of the Doctor, you see his hatred and stuff like that. And then the Dalek picks up on that immediately and, you know, it just jumps from, 
you know, this euphoria and this very positive way of thinking to just this darkness and stuff. And I, I really, that was very cool. I thought that was a great, because they could have, they could have not done that. They could have just gone along the light, fluffy CBBC route where everything is, everything is happy. Everything is good, but they're still going down this darker route and the doctor taking things into darkness and stuff. So that, that for me really finished off the episode quite nice. I thought that was very cool. Uh, I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too sure about the the CG effects around this bit. Um, I thought it looked a bit basic and a little bit low budget, I guess. But then you can't you can't have everything, I suppose. But um, yeah, so into the Dalek. Um, the episode. I mean, Peter Capaldi for me. Uh, I'm going to give him. Uh, I'm going to give him an eight and a half for this one because I thought that. I think if we had a more, I think if we had a longer runtime, like we did with uh, Deep Breath, I think we would have had a bit more opportunity to see some more of his uh, quips and some more of his uh, very witty dialogue and stuff like that. However, I did think, again, he was so good. And I'm going to give him an 8.5. I'm not going to go too crazy with the scores because I feel that although he, although he has started off very very well i think we've still got more good stuff and better things to come from him so um, i'm not going to go crazy i'm gonna i think 8.5 is is very cool um for for the doctor for this particular episode and then for the episode itself i'm going to give it a seven so it's not it's not amazing it's certainly not terrible it's a you know it's a it's a good story um for me it was just a little bit um a little bit predictable but you know that's uh that's that's the way with who you just have to kind of take it what it is and uh and get on with it um so i've had a couple of tweets from you guys as i'm recording so thank you very much for joining me i'm just going to pick a a couple out here um the first one is from uh a twitter um by the name of missy and i'm gonna have to look into this one because it looks like an (laughs) it's it's either an official doctor who um an official bbc doctor who account or somebody's done it very, very well. Uh, so the character is Missy, and the Twitter name is at Missy Doctor Who. Uh, doctor is in the full word, not D-R-W-H-O. So at Missy Doctor Who. And she, uh, her Twitter description, by the way, is very cool. It says, I'm Missy, gatekeeper of the nether sphere. What else am I? Find out. Hashtag who is Missy. Ask me any questions. I don't own BBC or Doctor Who, or do I? Question mark. And their lo- and her location is the Nether Sphere. So that's that's very very cool. I'm going to follow Missy immediately. But she tweeted me to say that um, in res- in respect to Into the Dalek, uh, she says it was a great episode, but my appearance was definitely too short. So I think I'm getting trolled a little bit here by Missy. Um, but yes. In, in exactly the same way that I did with Deep Breath, I've completely forgotten to mention Missy from Into the Dalek. So let me just rewind a little bit and just say, I think that this is a really interesting thing that they're doing with this Missy character. And there's obviously a connection with, I don't know if it's people that the Doctor has inadvertently killed or he's let them die at his hands or they've just died in his presence, I'm not sure, but it seems to be that people who fall into one of those three categories end up in this uh, nether sphere, or whatever you want to call it, the promised land, whatever. Um, 
having tea and cake with this character Missy. So that's um, so that's a really interesting thing that they that they're putting into these episodes, and I, I'm assuming that it's going to roll like that for a couple more before we see. Um, who this Missy character actually is, but that's quite interesting. So, thank you very much at Missy Doctor Who for that, and and I'm sure that um, in the coming episodes we will see more of you. Uh, and let's pick another one. So this guy, uh, Blue Seer, um, his uh, his Twitter name is um, at Blue underscore Seer S W E R, and he says uh, Rusty calling the Doctor a good Dalek nearly broke my heart. He's so troubled, not as simple as Madman with a box anymore. And I think that you've nailed it there, buddy. I think that you've... He very, very isn't just as simple as that. He's very much not the... um, Just the bumbling, wacky kind of character who just travels around, um, ends in trouble and saves the day, and that's your lot. He really isn't that anymore. He, he He has got some very... Some very big, dark issues going on. And I think that... I think that the way that we see, um, the way that we see him handle those things, and the way that we see um, his relationship with Clara develop around those things, and how he treats other people, is going to be really interesting to watch. But yeah, I was I was really I was really taken aback by that as well when he called the when he called the Doctor a good Dalek. I thought that was a really great touch. That was superb writing. I really really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, so you're spot on. And just as um, and uh, just as we've uh, finished this, um, uh, Missy at Missy Doctor Who is now following me. So I, I think I'm going to get trolled pretty hard by this character. So um, if I'm not around for episode 13 next week, you know where I am. I have ended up in the Nether Sphere, having tea and cake with Missy. So yeah, so that is going to wrap for episode 12. So that is your lot for episode 12. Thank you again very much for joining me. It's been uh, it's been great just sitting here talking away about Doctor Who. And there's no better way to spend your evening really, is there? You know, I've got um, I've got some news to go through, my opinions, bits and pieces. And as a Doctor Who fan, this really is really is very cool. Just sitting here chatting all things Doctor Who. And um, while I've got you in the outro, I just want to let you know that I'm being trolled by Missy again. I've just got another tweet from her. She's just she just followed me and said, "Hello, at Big Blue Box Pcast, and welcome to the Nether Sphere. What an honour! But you're talking behind my back again, right? Uh, this is scaring me. This is scaring me a little bit. If you guys can jump on and have a look and see what she's about and see if she starts trolling you guys as well, I'd be much appreciated. Uh, go and follow her at Missy Doctor Who. Let me know what you think." Um, I will be back um, for episode uh, 13 uh, where I'll be giving you some more news and stuff and giving you uh, my review of uh, Robot of Sherwood which looks like a really fun, really cool episode. I can't wait for that. So roll on Saturday. Uh, Join me on Twitter. Um, Give me a follow. Uh, My Twitter name is at BigBlueBoxPCast. Come and join me on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash BigBlueBoxPodcast. 
And you can also uh, subscribe to this um, podcast on iTunes. Just jump onto iTunes and do a search for Big Blue Box Podcast under the podcast section. And if you like this podcast, please do me a favor and give me a rating and a review. That really helps me out. Uh, I will see you guys next time. And until then, Alonzi! Yeah.